Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Game Junk Podcast, episode 130, recording on Sunday, December 4th, 2022. My name is Frank. My name is Sean. And my name is Andrew. And tonight we will be talking about the new The Last of Us series trailer, final trailer, starting in 2023. And we will be talking about some new games we played. Some big releases this past week, Callisto Protocol, uh, Warhammer Darktide, and The Night Witch. So Sean and I dabbled in all three. It's been a bit of a dabbling week for me. How are you guys doing? Not bad. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. I, I, I was all excited for the show. I thought I would come on. Be able to talk about my beautiful new computer I got, join the Steam Revolution Steam team. You know, I thought it'd be all over it. And Dish the switch. Uh, I spent all this time installing all this awesome hardware. I loaded up a whole bunch of cool games I want to play. And then I'm trying to get my hard drives to connect, my old hard drives. And the motherboard only has one slot that works, one SATA slot that works. So I had to send it back and get a brand new computer. And I'm really disappointed because now I got to go through the whole rigmarole of installing all the software again. I got to wipe this one because I, of course, I already put work shit on here. So now I got to clear that out, make sure that's all clean. Ah, yep. So, so how big of a jump would it have been, like, in terms of tech? uh, Yeah. So I went from a, uh, I believe, a eighth generation i7. Intel CPU to a twelfth generation, I believe, i nine. So upgrade in speed and just generation, big big leap in CPU. And I went from a ten eighty Ti Nvidia to a thirty eighty RTX card. So quite a jump there as well. Now the only thing holding me back is I did not pull the trigger on any four K monitors yet. So I'm still living in the past visually. Uh, so that's oh. the next thing. I'm like, I'm kind of wasting the 3080 without going, you know, full on 4K. I should have. So. I, I, remind me after there was a deal on a monitor today. You might be interested in. I forgot to Ooh, send it to interesting. you. Interesting. I was using your site. You told me. I, I almost bought it today. I almost bought two of them. But finding now, a good 4K monitor that has everything I want is almost impossible. Now, what? What price point are you looking at? Because I'm sure your price point is much higher than my price point. <laughs> was a 4K 144 hertz refresh rate monitor on sale for 5.99. Okay, that's that's in my ballpark. Yes. That's like on the high end of what I would be willing to spend. But the appara- first like couple I looked at of your like uh, you know the best recommended gaming monitors, they were like 1,400 bucks. I was like, yeah, that is not happening. Yeah, I'll me, send you so. a link after, but it's tough. I, yes. I, I'm still struggling to find something, and uh, I don't know when it'll yeah, happen. I, I was willing to spend in the four to six hundred range, so that's that's in my wheelhouse. I'm I'm good with that value. If if this is as good as you're, you know, you're you're talking about, I'm I'm in. The HDR quality is not that good. That's why I didn't pull the trigger. So, okay, a bunch of monitors I was looking at. The reviews all said like the color range is not great. So that seems to be a standard, maybe not a standard thing, but I mean, it's not uncommon. Yeah. And it uh, seems to, I mean, it's kind of related to LED or LCD stuff versus OLED, but uh, Mm. yeah, it's the nature of the beast. Anyway, I'll send you pay the big bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to end up spending a fortune. It's the worst. (laughs) Uh, I have to have OLED after looking at OLED. I can't go back and I have to find some, some way to make it happen. You know what the best OLED screen is? My PS Vita. It is a gorgeous piece of hardware. <laughs> and I, you know what? I can't even imagine pi- buying and playing on the LCD, LCD, LED, whatever it was, LED Vita, the version two. The, fir- the original was just so pretty. I did, forgot that even happened, that there was a change in the screen. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right. Last of Us, The Last of Us, pardon me, uh, series coming to HBO. What's the official release date here? January 15th, I believe. All right. So coming to HBO January 15th. A lot of hype for this show. Sean, I feel like you're a better judge of this stuff than me. You watch the trailer. What do you think? Are you in or out? I know I'm Team Blue Haze all the way, but I'm certainly not Team Video Game Stories. So 
What do you got? <laughs> I mean, I think it looks good. I, like it's more uh, like watching the trailer. My first thought was I wasn't feeling like they were pulling a lot of specific moments from the games. But then I saw this Twitter thread that had a ton of comparisons and I was like, oh, okay. I guess I don't remember everything. But yeah, it it seems like it is. Yeah, Um, I was the exact opposite. I'm like, it just feels like pulling all the stuff, the key moments from the game, key characters, uh, including DLC stuff, uh, which seems all right to me. I think that's that's a cool... They have more to pull from to do this series, but it really felt like a you know, a, a slightly improved narrative or presented version of the video game, which I don't know if I'm all that much interested in, to be honest. Like I like the cast. Uh, I think it, it could be good, but it's very similar to me to the game, which makes me less interested to be honest. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I guess people come up against this with stuff like, you know, Game of Thrones, people who read the books you know, like, and I feel like there isn't a ton of stuff movie and TV wise where I'm that familiar with the source material. So like, usually I'm on the other side of that, but, um, yeah, that thought did cross my mind where I was kind of like, yeah, it looks cool. But like, if it's sticking really close to the story, then I've already, I feel like I've played a pretty good version of that story. So I don't know. I don't know what they, but I mean, obviously they're going to stretch it out. Uh, it feels like I think it is going to be a big hit because I feel like The Walking Dead just wrapped up. And I mean, I think they have some spinoffs from that show going, but it feels like this is primed to kind of be the new Walking Dead, if you ask me. And uh, and, and I think it, there's a big audience to tap into there. I did ask you and uh, I, I agree. It looks like it's going to be that. Hawk, any thoughts? Yeah, I- yeah, I, I kind of had the same feeling as you guys, which I, I'm kind of surprised we all have the same thought that, you know, it looks good, but it doesn't look like anything majorly different than the video game. And I I actually don't really like the person they cast as uh, Ellie. That's her name, right? That's the main yeah. female character, Ellie. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know. There's, like, something about her that just does isn't quite capturing the... I guess maybe the youthfulness of the original Ellie or something like that. I'm not sure what it is. Um, but I thought like the clickers and how they're, you know, introducing the clickers into the trailer. If you didn't know anything about it, you, you probably aren't even picking up on a lot of the stuff we're picking up on. Just like that clicking sound, people would have no idea that that's probably coming from those monsters and why they're making that sound kind of thing. So I think there's a lot of like subtle little nods to people like us that have played the games and love the games and, uh, you know, have experienced them quite, quite a lot. But, um, as a, I think you guys were making the comparison with game of Thrones and stuff. So I have read the game of Thrones books and, uh, more recently, the other series was wheel of time that came out on Amazon. I read those books as well. And I must say, I think the big difference is that books are not a visual medium. So you don't you only have like your head cannon, which is completely different from everyone else's, and there's no like standard, you know, visual reference to go back to for those, other than maybe like some cover art or you know, character concept artists that maybe someone has made. But so for those, when you you see them on screen, yeah, the story is the same, and you're kind of judging if the actors are capturing the original characters the way you think they are. are. But there is like that added, you know, facial expression and stuff that you don't really get in a book that the actors bring to it. Whereas in, you know, especially The Last of Us too. like, I mean, the capture is pretty good. I mean, you get facial expressions on those characters in The Last of Us Part 2. Uh, Last of Us Part 1, probably less so because it was a little older. But still, I remember, you know, getting all the feelings from that game, especially that opening scene, which it seems like from the trailer they're going to have full impact on. And um, I just think that at taking a, a video game and doing almost like a one-to-one transition to, you know, TV or movie probably won't, you know, increase it that much, especially such high-fidelity games like The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part II. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of with you guys. I'm not that excited for it. I think it'll probably be good because the original, 
you know, games and stuff are good. I just hope they veer off the path and maybe tell more stories that the games did not. Like, obviously, you need that opening and how, you know, Joel and Ellie met um, and probably, like, the Firefly stuff and all that stuff. But um, I think they need to add more that was not just a retread of the games. Yeah, I'm hoping there's uh, some new ideas or concepts for how to film some of this stuff. When I'm seeing the trailer, I'm already, like, projecting what I anticipate prestige television doing with a lot of this stuff in terms of I, I there, cause there's going to be a couple single take uh, moments and I, I hope it's just not predictable in what those things are. Anything that's new looks kind of cool. The image of them seeing the plane crash, uh, which was teased a while back uh, like that's not from the game. That looks interesting. The, the two leads I actually am interested in because they're slightly different. Uh, in terms of casting, but then I look at the Nick Offerman poster for Bill and he looks exactly the same. So uh, then other parts of the casting are like dead on exactly what was in the game. So uh, I, I honestly don't know what to think at this point, but you know, there's so much stuff to watch out there unless like cinematography uh, or like the new ideas are really uh, original and interesting. I, I might be like a one episode and done. I'm I'm not sure. I, it's it's tough to say. I will say the script was pretty good. Like there was a couple one liners in the trailer that I don't remember from the game that I thought there there might be an opportunity here to uh, improve the writing a bit. I guess uh, like it is being developed by Craig Mazin or Mazin. Uh, I don't know if he's directing episodes. I can't seem to find that information but he did chernobyl which i really liked so that kind of has me hopeful um but yeah i mean i i like the point you were making there huck like i mean obviously book to screen there is a huge amount of adaptation that has to happen whether it's actually creating the images or condensing things like taking inner monologue and doing something with that but like yeah this really is an example where the quality of the cutscenes and everything like you've already seen this, this movie or this show play out in some form. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, I guess the uncharted movie maybe is a a good comparison and and an example of this, but obviously the casting, they kind of went in a pretty different direction. And, uh, and I guess, you know, as we said, it wasn't, and it sucked ass. Uh, so that didn't help either. So I definitely have more hope for this. Uh, I, I think it could be an interesting exercise, especially with The Last of Us being, I would say, close to pinnacle video game storytelling. And a lot of people would probably say it's the the best video game story of all time, or one of the best, and possibly the best performances in any video game ever, that let's see the separation. It, like, wh- How close are video games to television and film from a narrative standpoint uh, when we're avoiding or eliminating the interactivity. There's clearly a difference between writing a story that's designed for interaction and what happens when you remove the interaction from the last of us. Like, is there that much there um, to rest on for a whole series? Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, also I thought it was him in the trailer, but it's uh Murray Bartlett from White Lotus is playing the character Frank, um, the concierge in the first season of White Lotus, and he's really good. So uh, I'm looking forward to see what he's doing next. But yeah, it looks okay. I'm really not interested in just reliving a uh, television version of a game I've played eight times. Just want to know how they film the giraffe. Tell me how they film the giraffe, and that's all I need to know. (laughs) Did did either of you guys check out the Halo TV series at all? Certainly not. No? Yeah, I think I watched the first episode, and that was about it. But, I mean, that's kind of a little different, too, where I don't know that the story is... I mean, there are some people who do really like the story of Halo, but I I don't think it's quite, quite there. It's weird that we've gotten to the point of... Video games trying to be movies, like Metal Gear Solid, is like oh, this is almost like a movie. 
uh, to the point where movies and TV are copying video games, which were already bad facsimiles of movies and games. So uh, either way, we're fucked. Uh, (laughs) Art TV movies done. Um, but I'll probably watch this fucking thing anyway. We got it right. We, we're required to watch this. Our, our, I think we're doing we- weekly recaps, aren't we? Possibly. Not committing to that. <laughs> is uh, that is that this show or a different show? I don't know. I feel like I have to get to a yes. point where I see the Neil Druckmann uh, directed episode. And I think he's going to have a cameo. He directs episode six with someone else. So um, uh, and uh, isn't doesn't. Uh, Original Joel have a, a cameo as well. I can't remember his name right now. Yep. Troy Baker. Oh, Troy Baker. Yeah. Troy sorry. Baker. Thank you. Uh, sorry, Troy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will, uh, we will wait just over a month to start The Last of Us, the new hit prestige series on HBO. All right. Let's get into the real shit. Some video game shit. Not remake TV shows, new games coming out in the heart of holiday season. And the biggest one being talked about by far is the Callisto Protocol. I probably called it Callisto Project last week on the show. I think I did. I cannot get the name right with this game at all. But uh, I did uh, buy it on PlayStation because I heard the performance is better on PlayStation than it is on PC. And uh, that as well. I've been playing the PS5 version on PlayStation. No auto pop, so I can play the correct version. Relax. <laughs> well, we might get into yeah, some other harder. exploits though later. But uh, Sean, you you played this a bit, right? People are yep. seem to not be pleased with this game. What's your take so far? Well, I mean, I'd say it's pretty. Like the reviews have been pretty mixed. Like that's kind of what I was kind of gonna wait on it because i really just want to concentrate on god of war and then i I was like saying to myself if the reviews are amazing i guess i'll have to buy it and then the reviews were mixed and i still was intrigued just based on how how far apart some of the reviews seem to be metacritic is uh 74 and there are 100s now I'm, i'm not gonna compare quality of uh publications but it's they're on Metacritic, 100 down to 30. Wow. That's a Damn, big range. That's, that's that's citizens of Earth type. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's it's uh, I, there's a lot of, I don't want to say controversy, but really divisive opinions on it, uh, specifically performance and level design seems to be the biggest criticism I've seen so far, but uh, how much did you play Sean? So I haven't played that much. I've played maybe an hour. I've got a, a taste of the combat, uh, an, enough that I think I kind of get a sense of what it is. I haven't gotten, um, a gun yet. So it's okay. all been melee up till now. That was going to be my next question. Do you have a gun? <laughs> yeah. Tells no, me I where you are. Uh, but I mean, I'm liking it so far. I, I, think it looks quite good i think the i'm also playing on ps5 i think the atmosphere is is solid uh lots of blood and gore (laughs) for sure um but you know and and it's a bit a bit slow moving i guess that's kind of that's survivor horror i think like i mean i think the combat is a little more fluid like it's got this sort of dodge mechanic where you hit left or right on the thumbstick or or back i guess in some cases uh to dodge now i i feel like i'm starting to get the hang of it it took me a little while for it to click but i'm still not sure do you have to actually dodge the opposite of the way they're swinging at you or does that matter it does not matter it's just uh you have to alternate. So if they have take multiple swings at you, you have to switch back and forth. And there is an accessibility setting, I think, to turn that off. Uh, I haven't done it, so you can just hold it to do that type of thing. But uh, no, it. I, I've gotten to the point I was playing on the hardest difficulty uh, just to see what that was like because there was a trophy for it. And I, if I see an attack coming, I basically just hold to the left or right and then anticipate a second one. If they don't, R2, 
to, to melee. It's actually like, I like it, but on the hardest difficulty, it's a little repetitive to be honest, but it's the first and second level. As you start to add more weapons, that'll definitely change. So uh, I will say I'm really liking the first two uh, in a bit of chapters that I've played, like the prison you start on. I thought the lighting was awesome when there's, you know, there's like scraps of paper uh, or stuff flying through the air, passing through the spotlights. Uh, I love the look and the atmosphere of the game. It, I mean, it is basically dead space or a, a new version of dead space. And I, I'm enjoying all the things I loved about dead space when I'm playing this. So uh, I, I feel like a lot of the complaints are linear level design. Uh, that's not that big of a deal for me. And I think it's kind of short, also not a big deal for me. So I, I had one crash, so that was uh, kind of annoying. But so far, uh, I like the gameplay. I like the atmosphere. Um, kind of reminds me of Stray in terms of like just kind of a linear, polished experience. Um, we'll see where it goes. Stray opened up into some areas and had quite a bit of uh, visual pacing. Oh, I forgot the death animations because we talked about game over stuff last week. So I'm playing on hard and getting used to the, there was a one section with four enemies that I must have died uh, 35 times or something like that. <laughs> and I saw probably 10, no, some are not canned animations, but five canned animations of like ripping my face off, gouging my eyes in. They were really good. It's uh, those are cool deaths. I know they featured that in some of the early footage for the game, but based on the negative hype I'd been hearing so far, I'm pleasantly surprised uh, with the Callisto Protocol and enjoying it quite a bit. Did either yeah. of you guys watch uh, the? Oh my god, just blanked on the name. The Digital Foundry tech review no. of it. So they pointed out kind of the same thing that seems to be like it seems like there are some xbox issues uh specifically they were talking about with reflections it seems like the xbox like cannot do the ray casting reflections that the ps5 can so apparently if you look in mirrors and like even um uh what do you call like metallic objects you'll see like some really cool reflections that really make the world feel alive they seem to be gushing about uh, the like level, not design, but like the environments, the level art. And they were saying that there's no map, there's no waypoints, and they do it all through clever lighting and, and design and set dressing to guide the player in the right way. So I don't know if maybe these reviewers are just not picking up on those it's, like things yet, or they're too tricky to see. I'm not sure. It's a bit of both. I was actually going to bring this yeah. up. I'm, I'm kind of glad they mentioned this because it's hit and miss for me. There will be clever things. Like there's a part I pulled out a fuse and when you do it, the lights in the room go off, but then the new path gets highlighted by like backup generation lights to kind of show the new way. That's a clever trick that I really liked for guiding the player. But I could still, there were times when I kind of got lost in a loop because the corridors and individual rooms and doors uh, are pretty repetitive. So uh, I, I don't know if I should be exploring, but when I explore to look for uh, collectibles and extra ammunition, I kind of get lost every time. So I, I, I definitely see both sides of what they're saying there. And I have experienced it in my like brief time with the game. So, uh, but but it is good. I guess if you don't like linear games, you probably won't like this. I like linear games and it's, it's always weird to me, this, uh, you know, simple adventure games or walking simulators that get amazing reviews. Why can't you just view a game like this as an even more, um, like immersive walking simulator. Like why, if we evaluate other stories or other games, just based on their story and mood, that are simple. I, I understand this is an action game, but uh, it's still a fun experience and an immersive uh, world. So I, I guess I, I don't necessarily understand the criticisms for the game. Well, I mean, a couple others that I've seen, like I, I the, the difficulty has been something I've seen called out in a few reviews too hard or too easy. 
too hard. Like I've seen a couple of reviews where people specifically said about halfway through they went, they switched to easy mode because they were just like, I'm through with this shit, even on medium. So I, I'm playing on medium. I haven't, I mean, it's a little bit hard, but it hasn't, I mean, I can't, I can't fully judge it yet. I'm sure. But like it, that hasn't been a problem for me. Um, Sean, while we're on the topic of difficulty, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I have to say, uh, you sent, was it you that sent me a message yesterday that if, uh, you are a trophy hunter, if you beat it on easy and then switch the difficulty, you can get the hardest difficulty. So that has been weighing on me because I said I died 35 times and I'm like, should I just switch to easy and at the end plow through this game and get my nice shameless platinum and I haven't done it yet, but I'm pretty close. I'm pretty close to, to, to doing that before they patch it. Uh, but I, I, I made it through stuff without a gun. Once I have a gun, I feel like I have a little more agency as a player to approach situations with a distance. For now, I've had to get close, and there's not a lot of room for error. So uh, I'm going to keep trying on the hardest difficulty. I haven't... I mean, it's annoying, but I feel like with a gun, I'll be okay from here on out. But uh, the the performance capture is decent. Lighting is fantastic. Like it, it has great lighting. So uh, I'm, and I I think it's only about ten hours or so to beat it. So I kind of want to beat it this week. Yeah, I've been hearing it's fairly short, which I also like to hear. Um, I mean, some I mean, of the other stray complaints- was fifty. Stray was forty or fifty bucks, right? Maybe thirty even. So I feel like it's. A lot of the reviews, I haven't read them, are probably value-type stuff. Like, Well, I have to admit, I mean, you were mentioning the fact that there's no auto-pop in this. Uh, to buy the next-gen version is like an extra yes. like 15 bucks, I think, in Canada. So mm-hmm. it's like 95 to buy the next-gen version, which is, I mean, I just felt like gross paying that much for it. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but... Well, this game has a PS4 and Xbox One version. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought it was just next gen. That's interesting. Hmm. I thought so too. I actually thought it was PlayStation exclusive. Uh, They're doing a lot of advertising, for sure. Yeah, I, this game. I, mean, I, thought, I wonder if they if they did put out only next gen versions, if they would still be charging that much. Like, I feel like that gives them the ability to upcharge a bit. No, you know what I mean. No, all PS5 games are eighty nine ninety nine now. That's that's the standard price for current gen. Hmm. Okay, yeah, maybe I just haven't been paying that close attention. But like Dark Souls, when it came out on PS5 launch, was eighty nine ninety nine. Yeah, I I do remember that. But a few third party games have just, especially when they were announced last era and had newer versions they just did it for the standard 80 but you know next gen games have been 90 always yeah i thought it was just like the or this gen, sony first party stuff that was doing that currently but yeah call of duty cross gen bundles have been 90 since new consoles launched so uh yeah i don't know that's i mean that's the state of the uh the industry right now and i could understand wanting to wait until this game is 40 or 50 bucks but i i am enjoying it yeah i mean a couple other quick thoughts like the dead space comparisons definitely you've got the health bar on your character like on the back of his neck very similar uh the the stomping of enemies after they're dead uh to get pickups or power-ups or whatever that straight from dead space um one thing that i really was surprised about and this actually kind of maybe leads into some of the other criticisms with the game like there's just some clunky things that i don't understand like for instance they have audio logs but you gotta actually go into the menu hit play and stay in the menu to listen to them like who is gonna do that like that the the first point The first time it prompted to me, I was fine with going into the menu as long as I could listen to it while I walk around and explore. But I was like, okay, I'll play it and then keep walking. And no, I had as soon as I cut cut out, it like stopped. I'm like, yikes! How did this make it? (laughs) I mean, the whole point of audio logs is that you can get story bits while you keep moving. But what's the word for uh, like the interface that's presented in the game? There's a term for it. Like it's. 
no, it's not. There's no menus. Any menu you bring up is like in the game. It's oh, like a, diegetic diegetic. Yeah. Like it's all diegetic interface and that's from dead space as well. That's another consistency. And, uh, I like that, but I feel like that's one. Maybe they justified that with like a, a diegetic, uh, interface idea that you have to sit and listen to it, but, but I, I mean, don't Horizon so. kind of does that. Horizon has pr- a pretty diegetic interface as well. I mean, not completely, but all their audio log and stuff and the whole, yeah. like, you know, virtual world around her, all, the, all that stuff's all diegetic in the world, so, and they do the audio logs. But they also make time and interface, like, a tangible idea, so you, you know, to heal, you can't Actually, it said you can do it in a menu now too. So, but you have to like hold the the uh, what's it called? It's not. Is it a stim pack? It's like it's something like that. And you actually have to do it in the game, like crafting. You have to do in real time in The Last of Us. So everything has to be done in the context of surviving. Uh, I could see complaints, even though I'm not that far yet. That for being beholden to these survival horror elements. There's not that much survival horror. Like I'm never at a loss for uh, ammunition and um, health, I guess, even on the hardest difficulty, but I personally don't care that much about that. And every game breaks that last of us, even on grounded breaks those ideas. There's boss fights. You cannot beat without uh, certain amounts of ammunition and it will give you ways to get them via drops and enemies so you can beat the game. So I, I don't, I'm not that concerned about the survival elements. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I think you mentioned there's no map, but I think because it's pretty linear, it's not, you might feel at points. Like I certainly at points wanted to look at a map, but then yeah, if you just kind of follow the light, <laughs> you'd probably be fine. Um, but, and but in it, terms of like let's let's call this I don't know whether this game is double A or triple A or two point five A or two point nine A if we're gonna go the odd world route. Uh like it's <laughs> it, it's really polished, but still rough around the edges. Like you can see it's not like a, a team that's as big as a Call of Duty or you know, God of War. So it's it's in this kind of hybrid zone, but as far as those types of game go, games go, like comparing it to Hellblade, uh, Biomutant, like this one is on the high end of those so far. Yeah, I definitely production value. Like I think it's it looks quite good, and I think it's just like some of those little clunky things in terms of design or or even UI stuff that maybe people are. Uh, complaining about, and I think are some valid complaints, but um, I mean, I kind of wanted to mention, like, within the context of this game and even something like Sonic Frontiers, like the idea of reviews and how important they can be to whether people check out a game like this, right? Because there's sort of like those big AAA games that people are going to buy no matter what, and usually they get great reviews anyway, but like even if they have less than great reviews, people will still check them out. Something like this, it's it's a little bit like in a zone where people are not quite sure. And then as soon as the reviews come out, it's like, okay, if like what is it on Metacritic? Like a 70, 74. So 74. Like what do you do with that, right? Like <laughs> I know what people, people do are, with it. They wait till it goes on sale. That's pr- pretty much, yeah. And it's like I get it. And obviously we just talked about the value, like how how much the game costs, how long it is, like those things factor in for a lot of people. But I don't know, it's just weird. I guess I always think, compare games to movies. You know, movies can get bad reviews, but they're cheap enough. It's a night out or a night to, to rent something or whatever. People will take a chance on things. Whereas games, it's a bigger investment and people want to be absolutely sure they are getting an amazing game. Otherwise, no, not going to like, how often do you think people, the average gamer takes a chance on a game that's below 80 Metacritic say like, well, I know the, the eight, well, not often, but the age of gamers is like, we grew up with games. So we're, you know, older and still playing video games, but most people who play video games that were our age, 
play very few now. They have kids. They're not that interested. So just gaming markets in general skew young and skew to people with less money. So it's, you know, there is more emphasis on value in terms of how much money the consumers have to spend on this stuff. So especially with free to play games and, you know, cheap games, relatively cheap, like Minecraft and, uh, rocket league and Roblox, like that's, I mean, this game's a mature game, but like teenagers, they still play Minecraft. And, uh, I, I don't know how big the target audience is for this game, but I don't really care. Cause I like it. I will say the, um, the second half could get worse. Like, I I don't know if this, obviously when people finish games, they focus on the beginning and the first half more than the second half, uh, because they know more people are going to play that. And uh, most people don't finish games. So I could see it trending down, but uh, I'm optimistic at this point that it won't. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's definitely, this is where, again, the reviews, I think, sometimes can be bad. Like I, I would say if you're a fan of survival horror, if you're a fan of dead space, you should probably check it out, but it's kind of like, okay, if you know, I, I understand maybe why the review scores are where they are, but people don't necessarily look at like, well, I like other games like this. They just look at, well, okay. Review scores is lower than I would like. So I'm just not going to check it out. But like, I think the other one probably means a bit more, you know what you like. And this does fall into that, category for a lot of people i think so. yeah i mean i don't understand a three or a three out of ten um eight nine seven that range seems about right but uh i'll weigh in more once i beat it but it's yeah. good yeah i mean i'm kind of pleasantly surprised so far nice me too uh huck did you play anything that you want to talk about uh, just some more God of War. I don't know how much I should talk about or just save it for the review. But the one thing I did sort of start to notice with this game versus what I remember of the first game is that there seems to be a lot less of those like hanging buckets that you can find in the environment to reveal sort of like secret things. They are still in the game. I don't know if I'm missing them. Or there's just a lot less. It seems like there's a lot less because I'm kind of looking for them. Um, there's occasionally like jars and things you can break out of your reach. Um, but it seems like there's a lot of that, a lot less of that sort of like reward for exploring uh, in this game than in the last game. I don't know if you guys found that or 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 I'm just like misremembering the first game or not finding it in this game. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I, I didn't That's... notice that. I did find the buckets the with the like circle target for the axe. Yeah, those. They're uh, better hidden in this game, I think. Okay. And the, instead, like you said, they have um, more scattered uh, vases and stuff like that. And th- those are designed more for the Atreus shooting elements like being able to aim in the distance so um it's uh you can still throw your axe as exactly yeah there there is one element of that like the weird you haven't you guys i don't think oh no you should have gotten to the the plants where there's the different types of plants that attack you or hostile plants i don't think so okay those are also like that hidden in the environment and that's a pretty weak mechanic i think it's the the area with the um the the deadly plants is the worst in the game. Now, not that it's bad, but it's just something feels off about uh, interacting with those plants. The the other thing I should say, which I was impressed with, is I got to, uh, I believe it's a side quest. Uh, and Yeah, it is a side quest. It's And it's in that like desert area with the blowing sand. Oh, yeah. And then you get to ride the sled with the two purple dog things oh yeah and i must say like i was very impressed with the amount of stuff they put in that side quest because that side quest was probably an hour worth of content and did it involve a creature i'm assuming well it like that you release yes from its prison yeah so good yeah the side quests are amazing in that game yeah so i was really impressed with that and what i like is like the 
they have a few things that you can find, but then you can't actually get until you sort of like unlock the story beat. And I thought it was good at signaling that this is here and it was in a spot that was pretty memorable. So you'd be able to come back and find it again. And uh, obviously you didn't waste your time trying to figure out you how to get, get in. Yeah, because you could not get there. So yeah, I, They're good I at putting they locks over stuff you can't do. Yeah, in this case, they weren't able to, but it was pretty obvious uh, that you you couldn't get in there. But overall, like I'm really, really still quite impressed with this game. And uh, I, am, I, I am getting a little bored with some of the combat. It seems like I, I'm facing kind of all the same things. Like, there are some great, you know... Uh, one-off enemies that you face that are incredible, but I'm, I'm finding I'm fighting a lot of the same, you know, lava enemies or what I can't remember what they're called, but those guys are coming back and then it'll switch to like the dark elf guys. And then the lava guys will come back. So it, that part is feeling a little like, okay, I want to see a little more variety. And um, I do feel like I'm just kind of going from, you know, monster closet to monster closet sometimes, but Overall, the like environments and the traversal is all still fun, and uh, still enjoying it quite quite a bit. I had the opposite. I actually thought it was uh, you're actually cutting story wise to different areas more often than the first one, and I was kind of like, oh, definitely, yeah. It's it's kind of less repetitive enemy wise than uh, the 2018 version. But uh, lots of bosses and large scale sub bosses uh, to mix it up as well. So. There are a few linear sections uh, that are a little slow, but we'll get into those in the review. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next game, Sean, which one do you want to do next? Whatever you want. The Night Witch, I guess. I mean, I didn't I didn't play that much of it. I kind of basically got to where I was in the demo and a little bit more, but... The Night Witch, just K-N-I-G-H-T. Like, not night and day, but night... Uh, protector. Shining <laughs> armor. Um, so uh, I didn't. Re- I remembered the gameplay in the demo. I might have skipped, or I, I don't remember the cinematics were there. But uh, I played a little further than that. I've gotten into the the Metroid like map and seeing the structure, and uh, it's really polished and pretty fun so far. I, I'm really enjoying it. The uh, the the character designs I like, the art style I am a big fan of, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I only played an hour, hour and a half, but uh, it was it's a lot of fun. It's it's another game. I'm like, I want to finish this before the end of the year, and I don't know if I'm gonna have time. Yeah, I'm definitely not gonna have time for all of these games, but I I liked it as well. I mean, we we played this when we did the Steam demo. Um, gameplay video a while back so you can see a bit of footage of us playing it there but um yeah it's basically like a bullet hell metroidvania is how it's described and um you know i'm not like i don't love bullet hell games like uh, generally they get to be pretty hard and and i kind of uh check out at some point but i know i'm hopeful that this one won't quite be that and I uh i don't think it's that bullet hell though like it it's more the idea that your character floats do you know what i mean like there's no you're not grounded and for your platforming it's basically uh if you, the the flying sections of eyelets it's almost that for the entire game with more refined yeah. aiming mechanics so uh it starts off a bit bullet helly in the demo but that's the classic metroid design of giving you a bunch of powers and then scaling it back or taking them away. So, you know, when you get to this start of the game, you, you don't fire bullets as fast. Enemies don't shoot as much at you. So, uh, I I think it builds up to the bullet hell ness of the, the demo or tutorial area, I think. Yeah. I'm assuming boss fights will still kind of be more bullet hellish, but, um, I haven't gotten to any other boss fights yet, so can't say for sure. But yeah, I do want to keep playing it, and it's worth checking out if you're kind of interested in in what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. 
Good game. Okay, so lastly, that was, that's all you had, right, Hawk? Yes. I could say, though, that in the Steam sale, I did pull the trigger on a couple things that I have not played and probably will not play, but I might as well add something to the conversation. I bought uh, Gato Roboto, which I think you said you played, Sean. Yeah. It was on sale for you know a couple bucks or something, so I bought that. Um, I also bought uh, Marsupalami, which is was a very interesting platformer game that I was interested in checking out. It was giving me a little bit of uh, uh, Kaze vibes. Yeah, I bought it as well a while back. Haven't played it yet. Interesting. And then also I bought uh, Jack Move, which I think, Sean, you told me about, which I was also intrigued about. So those are the three games What's that, that last I have. One? Jack Move. It's kind of like an RPG. Oh, right, right. I think I remember Sean talking about this. Kind of, kind of, kind of reminds uh, me of... Uh, oh, why am I blanking on it? What was the game that I'm thinking of right now? The one I loved. <laughs> Crosscode? <laughs> Crosscode, yes. Yeah. <laughs> See? I knew you guys would get it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, that game I was looking at, and uh, three games I purchased that I'll never probably play. It's always good to plug games. Uh, oh, yeah. I, just while, while you're talking about Gato Roboto, like it's a Metroidvania and it's kind of black and white. That's kind of the visual thing they're going for. It reminds me because there's a game that just came out this week, which I was definitely interested in, haven't bought yet, but it's called Astro Knight, uh, N-I-T-E. <laughs> and uh, it's a also a black and white Metroidvania. So. Hmm. Probably could give that a look at some point. Didn't the developer of uh, Gato Roboto do something else, or am I thinking of Downwell? Uh, no, there was something recently. What game was it? Let's see. Might have been the Night Witch. For oh, Doinksoft. They're doing Gunbrella. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I was in, looking into uh, Gato Roboto. Uh, all right. Next. Warhammer. 4K Dark Tide, uh, a new installment in their Warhammer co-op shooter series. I've played a bit of Vermintide, none of Vermintide 2. Uh, I was looking to get in on the ground floor on one of these games, and I bought it on Steam. Sean, you played it on Game Pass, and we thought we'd be able to link up, and we cannot. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a, a futile effort, but... The um, I played. There's a prologue. It would, you know, I would not expect when I fired this game up. I thought, okay, I'll just do a little tutorial and then go into a mission. It sets you up like creating a character. Uh, that's kind of a new idea in this game, where you know, Left for Dead, you're playing as standard characters in a story. Uh, this one, you're creating a character, having some backstory. You do a prologue. Uh, that stuff was okay, like a pretty good way to teach the mechanics. But I finally got into the part where you do missions, like the actual structure of the the different missions, similar to Vermintide. And I mean, I did one and it was pretty fun. Definitely would be more fun with people I know. Uh, I would think I was half bots, half uh, online players, but it looks good. Uh, I'm getting used to the combat which like the melee stuff with a keyboard and mouse, I'm trying to do keyboard and mouse. I'm trying to develop keyboard and mouse skills for PC between this and another game I'm playing. So uh, this feels like a good one to start to become a little more proficient with that type of stuff. Uh, And it's good. I, I, I don't know what the replayability is like I got some money in the first mission and I went to buy stuff and I was kind of overwhelmed with options and I didn't know what to buy. So uh, we'll see. I I feel like I need to watch a tutorial video, like what to do first in dark tide and uh, 10 things you must know when starting dark tide. Cause I don't feel like the game's doing a great (laughs) job of uh, telling me that stuff, but it's, it's decent and it, it looks good. Yeah, so like I tried this because I was going to try to play with Frank, and I basically did the prologue and training, didn't do any of the missions. So I don't know if anything that I'm going to say is really relevant, but uh, for it's the first Warhammer game I've played, and I I like the world. Like I I was kind of digging just the the different classes you can choose from. Like it has kind of a Mad Max ish 
post-apocalyptic vibe. I don't know if that's actually really what it is, but, uh, you know, it's kind of like sci-fi with a bit of an edge, uh, I would say. And, fucking edge, dude. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's, we should say, I'm no Warhammer expert by any means, but there's different versions of Warhammer, right? There's like 40K, classic Warhammer. Some Warhammer games are, most were strategy games before, right? And now it's, this is, they've switched it up with some first person shooter. So, I mean, Warhammer could mean a lot of different things to different people. Yeah. And I, I don't know, but I think the 40 K one is the more sci-fi one. Is that right? Like that's yes. kind of like steampunk Marines and yeah. Steampunk space kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm mean, obviously it started as like tabletop role-playing stuff as well, where people, you know, paint the figures and do stuff like that. So in yeah. terms of video game equivalents, I feel like there's another, some other genres that Warhammer is worked in as well, but I, I don't know them off the top of my head. But it's yeah. good. I'd like to play it some more. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we can figure out a way. I mean, there's supposed to be a console version coming. So the, the PC version is out now. It is on PC Game Pass. There's supposed to be a console version coming in the near future. And it will be coming to Game Pass as well on Xbox. But, uh, I mean, they haven't really given a time frame. It sounded like months after the release of PC, but I really don't know. When I played Vermintide, just, you know, PC games have a look. (laughs) Like, the the graphical style, the interfaces especially. um, You know, very high detail uh, when I think of Warcraft and a lot of Blizzard games and this feels like a PC game. So I'm kind of curious to see what it looks and plays like on consoles because certain games just feel like PC games. This is one of them. Uh, so lastly for me, I finally, uh, uh, bought call of duty, modern warfare too. It, uh, I'd been debating here and there and then eventually I'm like, what am I, what am I doing here? Come on. Uh, let's check keyboard it out. Keyboard and mouse in this bad boy? I am keyboard and mousing the campaign. Uh, I tried playing online with my friends uh, on PC with keyboard and mouse, and I got absolutely owned. So I'm, like, I'm not ready for competitive stuff. So I switched to controller and did okay. Uh, but, you know, multiplayer so far is decent. I haven't played enough to really know, but the, there's like a Sicario-inspired uh, map at a border crossing, which is really cool. And uh, the the maps I'm enjoying, but I did the first mission or area of the campaign and it was awesome. Like it looked phenomenal. Uh, Lighting, the character models kind of reminds me a bit of, I mean, infinity war does this, but uh, like last of us realistic, but with an art design like unique to the game. It's not like just pure photorealistic. It's got a style while achieving photorealism. So um, I thought it looked and played pretty good. Uh, it's more about variety and, uh, you know, kind of showpiece moments, whether it's using night vision and kind of demonstrating all the stuff in the game. But the first mission of the campaign was really fun. So yeah, I'm glad I picked it up. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about the campaign and uh that has me intrigued so to be fair i'm uh, the reason i was waiting is i thought it might go on sale for black friday and then it never did so i'm like okay just time to yeah can't wait any longer must own must buy (laughs) everything every game released (laughs) except for midnight suns uh the other new game this week which none of us played right no, but I'm I'm very tempted to pick it up now too. The reviews are surprisingly good. Uh, I, if I like strategy games, I would buy it. I ju- it's just not my genre. I know I'm not gonna. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I, I'll play. I'm I'm interested in playing a strategy game here and there. I think for me, it's more like what would I rather play this or Mario plus Rabbids because I still want to play the first game of that and try the sequel at some point but uh i don't know we'll if see. i buy any strategy game or strategy strategy ish game uh 
I, I'm so close to buying Tactics Ogre Reborn just mm, to see what yeah. the fuss is about, about like tactics games. And that, se- that seems to be the gold standard. Haven't done it yet, though. Uh, so, yeah, lots to play. And that's it for what we played, I'm assuming. Well, I I can do a quick rapid fire of some stuff I've dabbled in recently. I mean, well, <laughs> this guy dabbled more than I did. This is more stuff from like last couple months, really, that I haven't quite played enough to go into detail. But I just maybe I'll just do a quick mention of them. But I, before I do that, I just wanted to mention Sonic Frontiers, which I did play a bit of today, and I was enjoying it. I, I mean. <laughs> I feel like the, every game I'm trying lately, I'm just like, it's pretty good, but... Uh, just a little uh, jank, like tiny bit jank, right? Yeah, like I think that's it, Callisto and Sonic Frontiers. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I did that on purpose. Um, are they just, they could use three or four more months of development to smooth things out. I think that's, uh, I, I read yeah. an article about that, like games are being released unfinished or they need more work, and I... I do see that. Well, we know Callisto had to come out before the Dead Space remake. Exactly. (laughs) And I I feel like Sonic Frontiers was just Sega. They needed something for the holidays. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, visually, it's not the best. uh, But like, I was definitely getting that Breath of the Wild vibe that I kind of saw in some of the trailers. Like, there's just, you know, puzzles and stuff that um, I was enjoying. There's like these cyberspace things that almost remind me a bit of neon white. You know what I'm talking about, Frank? Did you do any of those? Yeah, I mean, this is way more on rails. Like it's De- everything is kind of rails. seeking. You're not really making conscious jump decisions all that often. And there's definitely like a, a, a jumping lock-on system, extremely unique to Sonic games. So it, this would be a tough game to like play then come back then because it's you need to play this game and get kind of locked into how this game does jumping uh it's a little different than most uh platformers and locomotion stuff but it's good it's yeah it's 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 pretty cool um okay i'll just like run through these um so i played a bit of what the bat this is a vr game Available on MetaQuest currently. Not sure about PSVR. I don't think so. Uh, this is from the people who made What the Golf, which I was a big fan of. And it's a similar kind of quick little mini games with a weird sense of humor. Uh, the th- first thought that popped into my head as soon as I started playing this thing was, why do we not have WarioWare in VR yet? And that's kind of kind of what this is. I guess I know the one why. complaint... What's that? I know why. Because there's no Nintendo there's VR. There's no Nintendo system. VR. Yeah, it seems like pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it would be, it would be cool. Um, but the one complaint maybe is that so like the, the whole idea is you have two arms or hands that are bats, and so sometimes you have to like pick things up with these bats and move move them around, which is a little bit finicky and weird. Uh, and then sometimes you're hitting things. And when it comes to hitting things, like you half the time, there's definitely some kind of aim assist on there. Cause like you really can't aim that well, like exactly where you're trying to hit something. You know what I mean? So it feels a little bit too easy sometimes because of that, but, uh, but it's fun. You know, it's just like they, they take you through a couple of little mini games and you think, you know, like, the the style of mini game you're doing and then they just totally flip it on its head and it's it's uh always unexpected so that's fun played a bit of the past within this is have you guys heard of the rusty lake series it's kind of like so a point and click adventure game series on mobile that's got a bit of a twin peaks vibe it's got like this huge cult following there's like I don't know, like 12 games in the series or something now. Like there's a ton of them. So this is a new entry in the series, but it's a co-op thing where one person is in the future and one person is in the past and you're trying to solve puzzles together um, by basically saying, oh, I see this symbol thing. You know, does do you see that on your screen? Oh, yeah. And then you're like kind of talking back and forth to work your way through puzzles. 
and uh, it's, it's pretty fun. Uh, I've been playing What Lies in the Multiverse. This is a puzzle platformer that, I mean, got pretty good reviews. It came out earlier this year, and I've been playing it and enjoying it, but it, it's kind of so far pretty straightforward. Like uh, the main mechanic is that you can uh, jump between two versions of, or two um, multiverses, I guess. So, you know, you'll be in one world and it's kind of like the normal world. And then you hit the right trigger to swap to like a dark version of that world. And, and you kind of work through levels that way. It's very story driven though. And the story's kind of goofy. It's okay, but uh, I don't know, not quite feeling the you know the the hype on this one but it, it's still fun uh played a game called combinera k-o-m-b-i-n-e-r-a very simple uh idea that's you know one of these games that like just is kind of like a uh a master class in design, you know what I mean? Like the main idea is you have two balls at opposite ends of the level and you're trying to bring them together and your controls move both balls at the same time. And then they start adding things onto it where it's like different colored balls. You can pass through like a blue ball can pass through blue spikes, but a red ball can't. And you know, it just, it goes from there, but quite good. Um, worth checking out and it's got a cool aesthetic thing, and look to it I yeah noticed. just very simple but clean and uh kind of minimal visuals i like it and then the last one i'm going to mention this is one of the weirdest games i've played in a while it's called heck deck and it is a roguelike card uh <laughs> card battle bullet hell card game bullet hell card game yeah so the weird thing is you're, it's a bullet hell game, but the enemies are shooting cards at you and you can try to, in some cases, pick up those cards and add to your deck. Um, but you use a card to attack or you use a card to like put a shield on yourself. And then it's kind of like super hot where the enemies only move when you move. So it's like this weird mashup of like four different games uh, I, I mean, it's not like, it's not amazing, but it's, I was still kind of enjoying it. I could see myself going back to it and, you know, the vis the visual aesthetic of this one kind of re reminds me of like some of the mini games in undertale as well. I don't know if you guys tried undertale, but like a little bit of those, like little mini games they have in between battles and stuff kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. So yeah, looks good. And I play I played a little bit of Marvel Snap. Everybody's talking about it. Whoa! But uh, I, the weird thing with that game, like it is kind of addictive and and simple and and I like that. But the weird thing is, I don't really like playing against live people. Like I'd rather play against bots. And I think some of them are bots. Like I don't, I never really know for sure. But I just hate feeling rushed. Like I'd rather take a few extra seconds to think about what I'm do doing. But when I feel like I'm playing against somebody else, I feel like I got to, got to make my next move. <laughs> so you got to be dropping all these, uh, mobile games in the Dwight guy, mobile app Emporium on the discord. I can't believe it's been silent in there. And you've been yeah, playing all I mean, these uh, mobile games. A lot of these are steam games, right? Yeah. Yeah. The other ones are all on steam. Oh, well, are I, they? I, I passed within, I ha I did play on mobile, but, uh, yeah, I yeah. thought you said, is that the Twin Peaks game? No, you said Rusty yeah. Lake or whatever. Oh, that's the yeah, one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, to be honest, haven't been doing that much mobile gaming lately. But Marvel Snap, you know, free to check out and free to play. So I just thought I'll give it a poke. Nice. Spoken out. Okay. All right, that's it for me. Those are some, uh, I just added a bunch of those to my wish list, Sean. So thanks for the tips, bud. Uh, next week... Not sure. The Game Awards will happen so we can wrap up all the big announcements. Hopefully there's lots to talk about. Also, uh, actually it's the week after, is Crisis Core Remake Final Fantasy. I found out it's is not... December 10? Uh, oh, is it? I thought it was the 13th. But I could be wrong. I, I'm not positive. Mm, 
Yeah, I don't have it written down. December thirteenth sure. on Steam. Anyway, it's the thirteenth. Okay. So the following now, I found out it's not uh, a. I thought it was taking that story and doing it in the gameplay style of Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's not. It's just a, a remastered version of Crisis Core. So I'm definitely less interested, but uh, intrigued. That's yeah, that is interesting because I thought it was sort of like a mashup. Like yeah. they they dabbled in some of the remake uh, battle stuff, but kept a lot of the Crisis Core core uh, tweaks to the to the heck. There was like some sort of weird like. Uh, meter they had in that game. Yeah, it's in the top left where it's like yeah, a turn based on your turns. Yeah. So maybe it is a hybrid. I'm not sure, but really weird. There's absolutely no Zero one talking damage. about this game. The <laughs> previews. You wouldn't even know it's coming out. Yeah. It's so silent. So definitely curious to know what's going on there. All right. So hopefully, big show next week. Uh, Thanks for listening. What, what, Sean, what are you fucking laughing at, dude? What's so fucking funny? Just, I mean, we always say, you know, it's going to be a short show, and it never is. But Well, like, this guy's juicing with games he played fucking 10 months ago. He's <laughs> taking a dump. Look, you're, you, ju- you juiced it, bud. It's okay. I like the juice. I support the juice. <laughs> but next week will not be a short show. It's going to be so long. There's going to be 100 game announcements at the Game Awards. Crazy shit's going to go down. We're going to have to talk about it. So get ready. Uh, Until then, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching on youtube.com forward slash game junk. If that's what you're doing, the discord links on there. If you're watching on YouTube, just click the link and join the discord. Uh, A lot of people shit talking Callisto protocol. We need team protocol on the discord. People need to play this game. I I feel like people are talking shit about it that haven't even played it. Uh, But uh, you can follow Sean on Twitter at FilmJunk, Andrew, Equilibrium Sis, Mind Recommute. Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.